things automotive with the petrol head, Niku Smith. 20 to 9, we've got the petrol head. He's on the couch. He's got his cup of coffee. Nico, it's good to be chatting to you. Good morning. He's just on the couch. Thanks to load shedding, there's no coffee. Oh, <laughs> you could That's maybe boil something on the braai or something. No, but I have a coffee machine. I can't boil the machine, so it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, no, you, that's you... okay. I, I, at least I have a, a, a time to aim for when everything comes back and I can have that first cup of coffee. You could maybe even just look at having an iced coffee. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nico, I'm going to crack in with... Um, uh, a couple of your questions, because we, yes. oh, no, no, no. We, yes, we have something that we need to, this is critical for you. So okay. here goes. Hey, Nico. I know we haven't met before, but radio is such an intimate medium. It feels like I've known you my whole life. So I thought I'd just come on here to tell you, Nico, you are the haste to my genoot, the cap to my tiss, the blitz to my bri, Macy, you are my car guy. one of our listeners you know I'm, no, really, I'm, that's so I'm in love with our listeners we <laughs> might have to play I think his name is Eustace but I, I could be wrong but nevertheless we love it that so much so <laughs> it was so good we might have to play it for you again it's like Barry White saved my life got me together with my ex-wife so woo -hoo. <laughs> that was so good <laughs> Oh, thank you. Okay, great. Nico, we're gonna um, we'll play you it again just before the show ends. All right, just to make your day. <laughs> You've already made it. You have to play it again. <laughs> uh, so, um, Joy wants to know, Nico wants mm -hmm. to know about rotating the tires of a car. How often should it be done, and should it be done? Yes, Joy. Um, there's actually different schools of rotating, um, and actually can be quite a long subject. So I'll try and make it quick. Uh, first of all. If your car is rear-wheel drive, some rear-wheel drive cars actually have wider tires at the back. Then you won't be able to rotate um, all four. Or then you have to probably rotate on the axle. Um, in other words, um, there's, there, there are schools that can say the front right goes to the back left and then uh, the back left goes to the um, front left and the front right um, goes to the back um, right. So in other words, rotating the tires. I, I think a simple um, solution would be rotate the tires um, if you can. It's easier when you um, just probably do that at a service. So every time your car gets a service, then ask them to rotate the tires. Also watch for the direction of the tire. Some tires are actually directional. In other words, they have a little arrow, and they can only rotate in one direction. So you can't uh, rotate it to another wheel, and it's then turning in the opposite direction. So it might only be able to go to the from the front wheel to the back wheel, as opposed to um, um, from the front to the uh, from the right to the left. So uh, I would say a simple thing is. I normally do that with my car. Every time my car gets a service, I ask them to rotate the tires. So it's definitely a good idea. Of course, as well, it, um, if you have front wheel drives, the front wheels are going to wear more than the rear wheels. So you'll find eventually that you'll have to replace them sooner. So it's then not a bad idea to go for the fact that your front wheels put them at the back of the car and the new tires at the front. 
then they will wear evenly, and then when it's time to replace you, you'll, you'll need to, well, then you'll need to replace four. So my suggestion is every time at a service, rotate the tyres. Okay, so how do we know we, we're, whether we're front wheel or back wheel? We, we know that from our car, obviously. No, that's, well, I think uh, if you're more into cars, if you're more a car person, you might know. Um, most little cars are front wheel drive cars. So if you've got a little hatch, chances are very, very good, especially the new ones that it's a front wheel drive car. If you have something like a Mercedes-Benz or a BMW, they tend to be a rear-wheel drive cars, although the SUVs are four-wheel drive cars. If you have a Jaguar, that tends to be a rear-wheel drive car. And then a lot of sports cars will be um, more likely than not a rear-wheel drive car. So hatches are front-wheel drive. This is, let's say it's a golden rule, but you might always find some, some uh, a year and there uh, a difference. But hatches normally are front-wheel drive cars. And small little um, SUVs are front-wheel drive cars as well. Bigger ones are four-wheel drive. BMWs, Mercs, rear-wheel drive, sport cars, rear-wheel drive. That's sort of a fairly general statement. Okay, so let's hope that that uh, joy in KwaZulu-Natal, that that answers your question. And don't forget, if you do have any questions for Nico, you're welcome to WhatsApp 0614-104-107. And then some, you can SMS us as well on 41391. I heard that, Hardy da. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nico, um, we, we've got that someone who... No, they're lovely. We love them. Love, love, love them. Just when you want to take a nap or in the mornings early, they want to wake you up. Exactly. Nico, we've got someone who wants to know about purchasing a pre-owned car. Um, They haven't given the details. They're saying that you should call them privately. But I I think that we won't do that. But just give us some insights into pre-owned cars. Okay, so pre-owned cars, and I don't know how new you want, um, of course, if you're buying a pre-owned car, my feeling is always newer is better. I'd rather buy something with a smaller engine and less features uh, as opposed to a much older car that seems nicer with a big V8 and lots of features because, of course, as cars get older, things um, do ca- or can go wrong and they need to be replaced. So the first thing I would look for probably is maybe newer uh, or newer is, first of all, what I would aim for, especially the cars maybe three years old and you even have uh, – part of the warranty still left or part of the, the service plan still left or even part of the maintenance plan still left. That's awesome. So that's what I would do. Um, uh, sometimes demos, and demos basically means that the dealership has had the car for six, seven months maybe, and they basically drove. If you came for a test drive, you drove that car to test the car and the salespeople would use it as their daily driver, and then that gets sold off. So that normally has most of the plan and everything covered. So a demo is always a great idea. If you're okay. looking for o- older cars, then um, um, it gets more tricky. But what you can do, two companies, one called Decra, and one, and of course the AA. I think everybody knows the AA. Not everybody, everybody might know Decra. They can do reports on cars for you. So if you're buying a car, ask for a Decra report or an AA report because they'll go through the car and look at everything and tell you. Listen, the front right CV boot um, is needs to be replaced. Or there's a crack in the uh, gearbox. That's mm. awesome. Or they're not great, of course. So um, those reports will help a lot. Um, I would also say basic things. Open the doors. Look at the rubbers. If there's any paint on the rubbers, walk away because the car's been in an accident and it's been resprayed. Um, if you can, look at the car in the daytime. That's normally um, quite good. Look at the sun reflection um, on the panels. Um, and even, even if you can look at, let's say, the door panels and then look at the, the, the tiles or wherever the car's standing and walk forward, walks forwards and backwards, and that should be nice and smooth. Otherwise, the car also might have been in an accident. So um, 
uh, a service history is always great. So if you have a car and you want to buy it, look for a proper service history. Make sure the car's had all the, the services. Basic things I do as well, I look at the driver's seat and the pedals. And if they really look bad, I would also, also probably walk away. Um, so um, those are basic things, Michelle, that I would consider yeah. if I buy a pre-owned car. Okay, fantastic. So any of you, uh, if you are buying a car, pre-owned car, and you've got specific questions, put them through to Nico. Nico, we're going to go to a break, but when we come back, we're going to look at the new Opel Corsa. Yes. Great. I love that little I mean, car. Yeah. I love that car. Getting your weekend started right. The Jet Set Breakfast. All things automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. Morning, Michelle and Nico. Sylvan Gumder from uh, Durban. Uh, Nico, I'd just like to ask you a question. When buying a pre-owned vehicle, how do you check or validate that the car odometer has not been tampered with? Because sometimes you buy your old car, you cannot verify the service history. So what's the best way to verify that nobody has tampered with the car odometer when we buy it? Thank you. Yeah, good question, hey? Yo, um, good question. That's not really got a, an easy answer because I don't know, Michelle. Um, the, huh? the cars, if, if the cars, some of the cars, um, um, if it's a, a, a car that has lots of electronics, then some of the manufacturers actually have computer systems that you can plug them into. So, um, and that, that would register if it has been done. Some cars actually also, interestingly enough, the gearbox count, it actually has a counter as well. But that's not the case with every single car. So, if you're covering a wide range of cars, it's actually quite difficult. Some cars, it might be possible um, that they've turned it back and you're not going to know. So um, you can plug it, depending on the car, you can plug it into a, a diagnostic machine. And some diagnostic machines would pick that up, that it's been done. Um, maybe a simple trick is try and find out who the previous owner was. Um, and they normally have nothing to lose. They're normally fairly honest and straightforward. And tell them, hey, at what kilometers did you sell your car? Hmm. <laughs> so that... but. But it's not actually that easy. Sometimes people can hide it. And as it, as, just as a normal person getting to a place that sells cars, looking at the car, you might not know. There's not, it's not going to be that easy for, 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 a, for just a normal um, person to go there and have a look. It's actually quite difficult. But so, it's not that easy to do, by the way. Uh, it's not um, that easy to turn. You know, before cars had tables and um, um, that um, actually it was easier to man- manipulate. Now, because they're electronic, um, it's actually not that easy in a vehicle that has electronics and that is counting in le- with electronics to actually manipulate the speedometer anymore. Um, also, I mean, uh, if people have been tampered, if you open up the engine uh, the bonnet and it looks like people have tampered with things or cars have been chipped, those are things that I would walk away from any, I would never buy a chipped car. Um, that, that car's worked too hard. I don't know how people have messed with the thing. So anything where they've, you know, people say we've done the software or things like that, that is not a good uh, car to buy secondhand. Because you don't know how hard that car's worked. You don't know what stresses it's gone through. Um, yeah, I would walk away if you are just looking for a, for a, for a second-hand car, um, looking for one that's been messed with anyway electronically. It's not good. So, Nick, I'm going to ask you to hold on the new Opel Corsa. We might have to hold till next week because we've got no, a lot of questions good. for you. Um, the one I do want to read to you, which I think is hilarious. Someone says, I drive a Renault Quid 1.0 Dynamic. Big smiley face emoji. I got a little naughty Xmas time and did some handbrake turns, and now my handbrake light is always on. What could have gone wrong? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what could go. 
So um, it's um, when you do a handbrake turn, let's just start there first. So what happens is with a normal handbrake, that's that lever that you pull. And when you pull the lever, um, you, you effectively engage the back wheels uh, or lock the back wheels. And if the car is loaded in any direction, in other words, if the car is leaning a little bit to any side and you pull the handbrake, when the back wheels lock, then the back will step out. It's what they call, some people might call it drifting. It's not exactly drifting, but it's the car oversteers, so the back steps out. So what you'll have in the car is to make sure that you don't forget that the handbrake is on, there would be a little light, a little sensor that will engage. So in other words, that'll tell you, hey, the pad is against the disc. In other words, the, the warning light tells you that so that you don't drive away and you've forgotten to put the handbrake down. That might actually happen, especially if you haven't engaged well. So somewhere in that sensor, and again, I don't know what car it is. Somewhere it's a Renault Quid. It's a Renault Quid. So somewhere the sensor might be faulty um, or um, because you've done that. So I would just simply take it to your dealership and say, and, and say to them, listen, um, even though the handbrake's down, the light is still on all the time. Can you just fix that? It, it's not a difficult thing to fix because um, definitely um, I don't think the car is pulling the pads against a disc. So um, it's just, it could just simply be a sensor thing. So should but he be? Should, should and I'm assu- assuming it's a he because only a guy would do this. You, no, should he be? Should I he be? Yeah, but we know how to do it. We know how to do it. <laughs> should he tell the dealer that he was doing handbrake turns, or should no, he just? Ah, uh, you can tell them. What, they're going to laugh. They're not going to say, "Okay, we're going to." I mean, uh, fine you. <laughs> we're not going to fine you. So tell them. Listen, I've been doing handbrake turns. The light is on. Just help me. But, okay. You know, just, just be careful with these things because um, it's very easy for, um, we normally would say on driving courses, for people's ambition to exceed their talent. Um, so um, <laughs> it's, you, you must be, um, 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 or, or we would say people have run out of talent. Those are normally things with sort of dry um, humor from driving instructors. But um, yeah. it's weird because in a way, it's, if you have a, a controlled area, it's actually good to learn what the car does when it oversteers. But on a public road, it's very dangerous because there's so many other factors. Mm. So if you have a friend and they live on a farm and you're inside their farm area, then it's awesome to do it. But on a public road, just be careful because if things go wrong, they can go wrong quite badly. So we've got another message for you. We'll go for it. Good morning, Nico and Michelle. Um, I just have a quick question uh, for Nico. Nico, I'm a 45-year-old. Um, I've never uh, drive any car before. Uh, actually, I used to drive, but um, never had a license, so I just got my license uh, recently, and um, I'm going to buy my first car, uh, which is a Mercedes-Benz uh, CLA uh, 45S. So I just want to find out from you, uh, is it advisable, you know, to start, I mean, with such a big car like that one? Um, I love the brand, and then I think... Uh, this is the one that I can afford and this is the one that I, I mean, I think I love and uh, I've test, test drive it and I enjoy it a lot. Ha! Huh. Yo, yo, that's, okay. Well so first done, of all, for getting the license. Yes, I'm happy and, and what a jump from um, no car to a CLA 45S. Um, what you need to do, honestly, is um, you're 45 years old, which means you're not a youngster that's going to take chances, I think. But the problem with these cars is they are extremely fast. And, and um, you can get yourself into trouble quickly. So you need to go to Mercedes-Benz Dynamic Driving and do a driving course. Um, if, you, if you're going to buy a high-performance car and you've, never, you've only gotten a license now and you're sort of new to this, 
you're going to get used to the power. You're going to get, like anything, you'll get used to the performance and acceleration. But when you have to slow it down or things go wrong, it might be something that you're not definitely not used to. Um, so I would suggest buying a high-performance car like that. You need to go to Mercedes-Benz Dynamic Driving. You can, they're very, very easy to find. I'm not sure if they have um, 45, CLA 45S in their fleet. I think they might have A45s. I'm not sure, but you've got to do this. Um, because it's a great car, and I would say that um, go for it. It's a good car. It's a safe car, but um, it's also a performance car. And, and uh, as I said, it picks up speed very quickly, so you need to maybe learn how to handle that and learn some of the skills when the car um, skids what happens. And I think it also might, when you do a driving course, it opens your eyes a little bit as well to say, let me slow down a little bit. Um, because the forces on the car are a lot, and when things go wrong at a higher speed, they, they, they can go wrong quite badly. So, yeah, great car. Um, I'm happy for you, but do a driving course, Mercedes-Benz Dynamic Driving. They're not that expensive. Fantastic. Well, there you go. Nico, we feel strongly that we need to end the show with this. <laughs> Hey, Nico, I know we haven't met before, but radio is such an intimate medium. It feels like I've known you my whole life. So I thought I'd just come on air to tell you, Nico, you are the haste to my genoot, the cat to my tiss, the blitz to my bride, Macy, you are my car guy. <laughs> okay. Nico, I just the, want to say, you, yeah. added the, the, you added the music, of course. No, he added the music. That Even is the music. Yeah, no, really, yeah. So it's, excellent. So it's excellent. It's excellent. So Eustace, we just want to say, well done. Thank you. If that was awesome. Anybody can top that. You we make would, my Saturday. You, you, you will you make, make weekend. his weekend. Yeah, if you yeah, like, we'll you. even send you that link as well, Nico. I think Just, you must. We'll Please forward do. it to you. Yeah, absolutely. That's my ringtone. <laughs> 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 it's nine o'clock. It's time for the news. So good morning.